Today's podcast is sponsored by MPB, the online pricing engine that provides the right price for any camera or lens. Get free kit pickup and get paid within days or without leaving your home. How much could you get? Find out with a free instant quote at www.mpb.com forward slash sell. Hello and welcome to the AV Forums Movies Podcast for Monday the 3rd of July 2023. Tonight I am joined by Tom Davies. Hi. Mark Stello. Hi Tom. And <laughs> Simon Crust. Hello there, the home of Cyboob. <laughs> Someone asked where I was last time we did this, so here I am. Hi. <laughs> yeah, Tom's here. And, and, and we can do nothing but apologise for it. We're so sorry. Yeah. He's sorry. Screw you. <laughs> no, we're sorry to you. I'm we're a sorry, delight. Sorry. Oh. <laughs> we, this week, we're going to talk, argue a little bit about Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. And it's CG. And, and we're going to talk a little bit about Avatar, <laughs> the way of water. And it's CG. <laughs> We're going to look at old school practical effects and Ronan's outstanding 4K release from Kino. Catch up on some su- surprisingly classic crews in 4K. The Firm, Vanilla Sky in the UK, Rain Man in the US. And discuss loads of TV, if we have the time for it. Uh, Marvel's Secret Invasion, which everyone's loving, right? Right? Jack Ryan's final season on Amazon, which everyone's loving, right? Yeah, Chris Pine, <laughs> Henry Cavill's final Witcher on Netflix. Uh, yeah, <laughs> Idris Elba's real time hijack on Apple. Mm, it's going well, and the end of Silo. Yay! Well, just thank God it's finished. <laughs> Frankly, right? Go on then, Mark. Well, let's dive into competitions, please. <laughs> Save us. <laughs> okay, so after. After all that good stuff, you can still win a copy of the Transformers 6 movie 4K Ultra HD Steelbook Collection, scale electric models of Knight Rider's kit and Back to the Future's 3. Back to the Future 3's DeLorean, not three DeLoreans. Damn it. Studio Canal's Le Mepri on 4K, which is excellent. Everyone should get that. A bunch of titles from my June Top 10 Blu-ray roundup. And actually a couple of titles from my, it says upcoming, but it's newly published today, July Top 10 Blu-ray roundup with us hoping to nab, ooh, nine, Kaz? Nine of them for competitions? Well, let's hope we only get six or even seven because three of them are terrible. Uh, So head over to avforums.com forward slash competitions to enter and all competitions are open to eligible AV Forums members resident in the UK as ever. All right. Nice. Previous competition winners, uh, supporter Chosan won Cocaine Bear on 4K. Uh, supporter Neil Jenkins won an official Scream Six hoodie. Star supporter Goto Gosub won an official Scream Six hoodie, and star supporter Sam V two thousand and one won Brotherhood of the Wolf on four, on Blu-ray, and star supporter Big Ben Chunk won Brotherhood of the Wolf on four K. Well done, all. We've also got uh, new patrons Featherall and Mister Sabvatan. So thank you very much for joining the Patron Club. Lots of goodies there. Let's have some movie reviews and news. Right, uh, all win indie this week. Um, cinema 
I mean, until tomorrow, actually, for me. Tomorrow. <laughs> it's been confirmed. I'm seeing Mission Impossible tomorrow. But until tomorrow, Indy. Three of us saw Indy on day of release, which is an AV Forums milestone. I don't think even back in our day, Sai, mm. we ever did three, all three of, of the team, any three of the team, <laughs> going to see the same film a cinema, the same cinema release on the same day, day of release. And we were the only three people we who were, saw it. Oh, <laughs> you know what? I took my whole family in there and it was empty. Yeah. It was right. really, really empty. Now, Mark, you reviewed it, so you, you get to say what you like about it, but we'll disagree because it's <laughs> wrong. <laughs> but no, oh, tell us well, tell us a little bit about what you yeah. thought for those who uh, have gone and read your review, of course. Of course. Well, assuming everyone has read the review that I slaved over. No. Uh, well, it's slightly better than Kingdom of the Crystal Skull which, let's be honest, is all anybody really wanted. Well, maybe people wanted it to be an awful lot better, uh, but sadly it isn't because it still suffers from... It's the, it's the same existential crisis that that film suffered from. What do you do when your action hero ages out? Well, even The Expendables had a better idea of what to do with their ageing heroes than, unfortunately, the last two indie films. Now... It's for for all intents and purposes, it starts off like an indie movie. De-aged Harrison Ford with some pretty good, but then pretty wonky de-aged BFX. Shame the budget couldn't have stretched to his voice, but hey ho, uh, no one noticed that. Hey, uh, and it kicks off where he's after something or other, and he's beating up Nazis, and it's straight back to Doctor Jones, Nazi puncher. Hooray, jobs are good. Un. However, then we flash forward to 1969 and he's old, he's broken, he's miserable, he's grumpy. He's he's actually Harrison Ford. He's no longer playing a character. He's just Harrison Ford at that point. Mm. Old and grumpy, it sounds like the movie's team. Uh, exactly. And wouldn't what? you know it? <laughs> old? Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. the old yeah. bit that got him. Thanks, <laughs> yeah, uh, Simon. So, so then there is a... Phoebe Waller-Bridge storms into his life just as he's getting happy to settle into the misery of retirement. And wouldn't you know it, he's back being hunted by slightly older Nazis, trying to find something mythical that no one really cares about because it's not really a good MacGuffin in any way, shape or form. And we're off with lightweight and terrible CC, uh, CC, CGI. Uh... It's not the CGI's fault, Mark. Um, well, no, uh, it's not the it's CGI's not. fault. The it's... CGI was doing a good job. I'm just saying right now, <laughs> all those people who are CGI out there, you you deserve an Oscar. The the people who are hardworking CGI out there deserve uh... an Oscar. It's not the CGI's fault. It's the rest of the people involved in the film. Uh, the CGI can only do so much. Thank you, Kaz Harlow, live from the VFX picket line. Uh, we will be returning to your uh, normal broadcast shortly. Uh, so ultimately, cut a long story short, uh, the good Ford, even though he's miserable, even though he's grumpy, God, he's so good. He's Harrison bloody Ford, for God's sake. And you know what? He clearly has an absolute ball with this character. You can see it in the marketing, which... You know, bless him. He's trying his hardest to sell the bloody thing, isn't he? Uh, but I think his love for the character shines through even in that. 
and it's there on screen you'd be a you'd be a really hard-hearted swine if you didn't get a little twinge of excitement just to see him in the fedora and on screen again and actually the bit that surprised me most was his chemistry with with uh, Phoebe Waller-Bridge uh i can i can see how she proved to be a very divisive character uh is she a goodie? Is she a baddie? What is she? Who is she? Is she a Kathleen Kennedy stan? What is she? Oh, it's another strong female role shoehorned in where one's not needed. All that kind of rubbish. But ultimately, I liked that she was spiky. I liked that you didn't quite know where her motivations were at, in the beginning at least. Uh, and I thought she actually had some real chemistry with uh, Harrison Ford. And my favourite parts of the whole film with that really slow middle section where there's no action scenes. There's not really an awful lot happening other than those two talking and bickering and talking some more. Uh, I don't, I don't like the MacGuffin, the Antikythera, whatever it's called. Uh, it sounded great on paper, but they did nothing with it. There was no danger to it. There was no real interest to it. I don't mind the huge swing they took in the third act quite like you know if you're going to go you know go big or go home go big indeed but they didn't then make enough of it it it, it kind of felt really anticlimactic for something which should have been whoa and it just wasn't uh so ultimately and and the the the, the last said about the painful final scene you know he you, you know i, I can't the even less said about that, it. Yeah. the less yeah, said sure. about that the yeah. better i'm left with a film which doesn't well, everyone has said in the one thing everyone agrees about this film is that it just didn't need to exist. And it it still doesn't need to exist to some degree. I don't think it should exist, certainly not in its current form. Uh it was it was a huge disappointment for me, even though I quite liked the characterization of it. But there you go. I'm sure you guys have a slightly different point of view on it, which I'd I mean, love to hear. I mean, I don't I don't necessarily think that everyone agrees it shouldn't exist. I, I don't I don't think it's like you said that it's better than the Crystal Skull, which is true for like half an hour, 40 minutes. And it's also worse than the Crystal Skull for like <laughs> half an hour, forty minutes. And it's a it does a weird thing, like diving across that line of like, oh god. But it it is never good enough nor bad enough to warrant any strong feelings about at all. Like I didn't feel disappointed. I didn't really feel anything. I was I like that happened. That that was a couple of hours of my life, and, um, Two and yeah. A half hours. It, Certainly was an Indiana Jones film. He there he was doing his thing, and uh, now I'll go home. <laughs> but surely you shouldn't feel like that for Indiana. No, Jones. no, no. You shouldn't. No. no, no, no. You shouldn't. I think. Um, I think I expected more from Mangold. I expected more from uh, Spielberg coming out and saying it was the greatest Spielberg film he hadn't done. <laughs> uh, you know, I I think that. I think him, him and James Gunn are having a, a yeah, who, can, I mean, who can blow the most smoke, smoke up each other's ass at this moment in time. You know what? Like the flash they, is the greatest film ever. No, this is the greatest film ever, but they really should consider that they could be positive about a movie without sounding like they're on drugs. <laughs> I mean, it's, it, it is possible 
that that James Gunn could have said positive things about the Flash without in any way speaking ill of it, and and with getting people you know go and watch it for Keaton, he could have just done that, and it wouldn't have said anything bad. Best film Ezra Miller's done. Boom. He could have said loads of things that didn't involve like one of the best DC movies of all time. Like really, don't stick of all time in there. Don't don't have Spielberg come on board and say, "Oh, I never thought anyone would capture the magic of a Spielberg indie flick." And and then I saw Dial of Destiny, and someone's done it. Damn it, they've done it. <laughs> I mean, really? It's well, they it, didn't. Yeah, and it feels like Spielberg just rewatched Crystal Skull and then said that. <laughs> it's just it's like it, sure, okay, the magic of. A Crystal Skull Spielberg indie movie, which is pretty much what what you get. It's I mean, funny though, isn't it? Because when you think about Crystal Skull, like uh, there are some huge misses in there, but they only res- they're only the result of some. M- most of them are only the result of some huge swings. Like, well, let's do something really weird and dumb and like out there, which is like cool. Okay, give that a shot. It, Bell in its ass, but fine. Give it. There is nothing in like this is like the safest of like safe indie movie. Like it's like a a workshopped indie movie, you know, like a focus grouped indie movie until and, the final third. Until the final third, yeah. which is like let's make no bones about it, awesome and the best bit of the movie, like by quite a long way. Do we not agree on that? I think yeah. it's awesome. I think it's great. I. I, I wanted to like it better. I don't mind the swing. I just don't think they 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 hit. The I don't ball think they stuck the landing on it. I, I really yeah. I really loved it. There's so many different places they could have gone. They probably did in reshoots. I have no idea, but I don't think they quite stuck the landing on it. And I I did love what they did. I agree with you. Mm. Just don't think they stuck the landing. If they're going to go that wild, yeah, ex- exactly. There's something at the very end. They gotta, they gotta make a decision, and and I don't, I don't think whatever they decided was anything other than what you say by committee. But you know what? Let, let me rewind a bit. I enjoyed this. Yeah, Sam sure. Enjoyed it. I I enjoyed watching this. I don't have as big a problem with some of the effects work at the beginning. It was wonky, but there was a point in it. It was so much effects work. Like it was for so long. It wasn't just a glimmer. It wasn't just Luke in a corridor. It was like half an hour of it that at some point in it, I was like, hey, Indy's back and he's young. Not at the beginning. At the beginning, I was like, this is, this is a bit wonky and there's no peril in this because it's just CG. It's just completely made up. But when he started being jokey Indy, classic, I am a Nazi Indy, that kind of worked for me because I started forgetting and, and remembering that's the kind of thing Indy would do. And that worked better than the peril scenes. The thing, the thing is, is that I, th- I think you're right. I think in small doses, mm. it would have been spot on. But like every element of this movie, it's like twice as long as it needs to be. Like everything mm. in this movie is twice as long as it needs to be. Every action sequence is like, you know, just skip to the end now. Like uh, there's, there's a lot of adding of the action sequences right at the beginning. There's um, the, the train. Uh, walking along the top just, of the train. Yeah, they could have just gone for the train. That could have been half. Than, yeah. yeah, the yeah. motorbike and the car. Yeah, yeah, and... yeah, yeah. They could have just gone the train inside the train. 
it, it well, could it's... it could have started at the point where um toby jones is is you know in the chair hostage of the nazis like yeah. you're you're cutting like 15 minutes like, like all of the stuff at the beginning just cut that out start it on the train have a bit of a scuffle run over the roofs and then end it how it ends that's fine that's absolutely yeah. fine but it just went on and then later you've got the tuck tuck scene and it just goes don't on even don't even double tuck tuck scene yeah they, they, and then they you've don't got even the... finish it they double down <laughs> they do don't back down double down <laughs> that's that's the that's the advice they've been taking and and then later on you've got the eel scene which goes on twice as long as it has to yeah. and it's just like every single time they had more cg eels than they expected to have <laughs> but, but, but interestingly enough i think they went back and they made all the same mistakes as kingdom of the crystal skull if you go back and look at the two films they sort of have a a strange sort of mirror you know so the the suddenly bring in characters from indies past who we're supposed to give a damn about who we've never heard of who make very little of impression here you've got your toby jones compared to say your ray winston or even your John Hurt in Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. I don't think it's that egregious. I don't think Toby uh, Jones' appearance is that oh, egregious. Oh, no, you're right. Sorry, Toby Jones has a quarter of John Hurt's bloody screen time. You've got, Anto <laughs> you've got Antonio Banderas. You know, it would have been really nice to have some form of idea of a relationship. I, I agree with Banderas. I thought Jones was... I thought Jones did a lot with... But not a lot. Had. Yeah, but, yeah. But, but but this is a character who the thing with Toby Jones is he was supposed to have had such a relationship that the film's other lead character is a goddaughter because of it. He got but he's he's just another he's just another um Marcus, right? That's yeah. that's that's it. He's just a replacement. Yeah, so so exactly. So it's facsimile of a carbon copy. Sure. You know, your crystal skull, you've got your uh you've got your massive swing at the end. Which yeah. again, I didn't. I didn't mind the end of Crystal School because it was kind of, you know, it's set in the fifties. What was big in the fifties? Crazy ass sci-fi. Okay, I'm down with that. But oh my god, they gave us the most almost banal version of crazy interdimensional aliens. And to some degree, without going into spoilers, they did exactly the same with this. Hooray! We've got an absolutely ridiculous idea, but let's somehow make it really small and disappointing. It's funny though, because we're all like, oh, this bit was a bit bad, and this bit was a bit bad, and this overall, like it's fine. It's like an okay movie. <laughs> it's like yeah. when you start to when you sit down and start to talk yeah. about it, you can you can you can pick it pick apart it up but... very, very easily. But at the end of at the end of the cinema experience, I wasn't upset, I wasn't cross, I didn't I was like, Oh, that was okay, well, that was fine. I've watched the movie. I think I enjoyed it more than I thought I would because you gave us your early reaction marks before <laughs> I walked in. And so... To be fair, you said you were going to be in the cinema at least 20 minutes before I sent my one word Oh, great. 20 review. minutes. That's a great window. What are you, what That's are you fantastic. The, what are you doing looking at your phone in the cinema, cat? Are you one of them? I was avoiding the trailers. Are you one of them? Yeah. I was avoiding <laughs> the trailers because I'd made it all the way to Indiana Jones without seeing any trailers without knowing anything about it. And then Mark's like, sigh. <laughs> so, like, just, he's come out of come out of Dial of Destiny and he's just like, sigh. And I look at my phone and I'm like, 
great. This is going to be great. Uh, but, th- <laughs> but therefore, your lowered expectations enabled you to enjoy this one. I'm, I'm not thanking there, you. There we go. You should thank me <laughs> for so many, many things, but mostly that. I enjoyed it. And I will say one thing. If the number of people who are in these cinemas is anything to judge its success by, I am putting a silver lining on this and saying no more. There won't be some kind of weird-ass spin-off, at least not for a few years. There won't be some young indie whatever. There's no, not going to be any more indie. Well, indie's got no cultural capital with, um, you know, the the... I don't know what you call them, Zoomers, Gen Alpha. Like, it's got no cult. They don't care. They don't care. It's for us. It's for guys like us. And now we're tired of it. It's There's no one who wants or who will put up with any more. I'm kind of glad with that. I don't want anyone else but Harrison Ford to be in the... He's 80. He turned up. I enjoyed him doing it. Best you could get out of an 80-year-old playing indie. Happy's hung up the hat. Great. I don't want this to be such a success that they go, let's have Maverick 3. <laughs> I don't think there's any fear of that. Maverick 3? Can you yeah. imagine? That would be great. Harrison Ford is Tom Cruise's dad. You heard ah, it. Yes. Yeah. You wait. You wait. <laughs> Shia LaBeouf for the win. The thing is, we're seeing, it's not like we're short of Harrison Ford this year. We're seeing him again later, aren't we? It's mm-hmm. Thunderbolt Ross. Is it yeah. going to be this year or is it next year? I can't remember. He's uh, he's in Captain America. It's next year. Yeah, it's yeah. Next year. It's not building up new, to it. It's not called it's a, New World yeah. Order anymore, is it? Brave yeah. New or is World. It? Brave, Brave New World. World. Something. Brave New World Order. Yeah. Brave New World Order. <laughs> <laughs> new order. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah. That's gonna that's gonna resurrect Marvel. I I, I think so. Just bring it back to to Ford just very quickly. So this morning I needed a palate cleanse. I needed a Ford palate cleanser yeah frantic didn't work so well that's the thing i'd never seen frantic firewall that's what you want to watch <laughs> get it out of so, my house <laughs> so i'd never seen frantic thought roman polanski what what could go wrong yeah it turns out a lot of things but again ford is brilliant in it and let's be honest ford has got a long history of being excellent in pretty crappy films uh air force one air force one you know when you when you sign up for three jack ryan films you do two you don't like the script of the third and then you go for air force one instead that's get off good my plane. yeah that's it pres- gary oldman <laughs> presumed innocent is up for is up for tomorrow morning can't wait presumed innocent's good yeah, but another... you've got to go for the dodgy stuff, like well, Hollywood exactly. homicide. You know, <laughs> no, just no. But look, it was it, it's great to have Ford. You know, mm. it's just in indie should be, and and it, you know, what, what would a so, some some wag in the thread said? Well, look, what what kind of indie film would you rather have had? If no, your description was better. Yes, mm. yes, yeah, I'd go with that. But I would have kept in some of the CG opening to have the action. I know you're saying no, but I'd have I would have kept in a bit of that, and then I'd have had the character drama based around Indy and everything he's lost along the way of his journey. There you and, go. And, Jobs you are know. good, and yeah, it would have Ka- been. Kathleen but, Kennedy, call me. But you know that kind of film wouldn't have made any money. Whereas this has it's it made not making any money. <laughs> Thank you. Thank <laughs> you. Profit in cats. There we go. Next up, we're going to talk 4K discs. 
If you enjoy the podcast on YouTube, then please like and subscribe. If you're listening to the audio version, then please leave us a rating on your podcast app. We invite you to email questions and feedback to podcast at avforums.com and join in with this episode's discussion thread in the podcasts forum at avforums. All right, we're going to talk about 4K discs and the big one, the big one is Avatar, The Way of Water on in 4K. I mean, somehow ahead of the original Avatar, which is coming next week in 4K. I'm not really sure why they did that, but it's here. And Sai took a look at it, and it's it gorgeous, is. isn't it? Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. okay. Rigging endorsement there. <laughs> so Avatar, yes. Um, what a, a strange and weird and wonderful world Avatar is. So when was the last one? 14 years ago. Um, we reviewed it several times on site. I reviewed it myself using on a 3D disc when it was only, when it was the Panasonic uh, exclusive disc yeah, that you could came, only get. It was, yeah, with the player. It was um, lent yeah. to us by a forum member. So I reviewed it because I was doing 3Ds at the time. And I thought, oh, I think I've probably got that somewhere. So I went upstairs and I had a look at my rack and here it is. Look, the Avatar 3D Blu-ray. It's still unopened. <laughs> so i mean i've seen the film a couple i must have seen it well i saw it at the cinema twice i think and i've reviewed the disc the 3d i'd liked it enough to buy it but i've not liked it enough to uh, watch it since okay um here's the 4k disc of the uh second one the way of water it is open um, right it is it is opened yes it is opened didn't we have a live unboxing we should have done <laughs> Um, so yeah, I, I didn't have a, a huge amount of um, enthusiasm um, to watch the film because it's Avatar. It's been 14 years. The first one was okay. It was a rehash of Pocahontas or Dance Rules or whatever you want to call it. It was a spectacle, yes. Um, so I, ha I went in with quite low expectations, and I was actually pleasantly surprised by it. Um, yes, it's incredibly long. Um, and it goes in a very different direction, and it's an incredibly simplistic story. Um, but I actually quite enjoyed it, weirdly enough. Um, I think probably because it's so far so far away from this one in, in its storytelling. It, it, it advances the storytelling because it goes into family. The time is spent with the growing up, the growing, the split, the growing of the family, which is quite nice, as, as opposed to just instantly shooting and squashing everything so i quite like that idea um the running away okay the revenge motif stupid and boring um but at the end of it it was an okay film i didn't be like well, it's almost exactly what you were saying with the the dysentery of dial dialatone or whatever it was you were talking about just now um yeah so it's it's okay it was really good i mean the disc itself is out of this world absolutely out of this world um another disney disc that doesn't have dolby vision on it weirdly enough and i don't know how if that would have made a huge difference actually really i don't think it would have made much difference at all i mean you've got dolby vision on the streaming service um uh, disney plus is showing it and i haven't even put that on because i didn't think it didn't think it necessary because the disc itself is simply gorgeous um 
The reason I scored it a nine and not a 10 was because it could have had Dolby Vision and it didn't, you know, obviously it was an encode there some way because Disney Plus have got it. So that's why it scored down. Um, but it's it's absolutely incredible. The you, It's flawless, faultless. You can't. It looks outstanding. I can't give any more superlatives. It looks outstanding. Have you, have you seen it, Mark, in, in 4K? Have. Yes, I have. Yeah. Would you agree? Uh, yes, I would to a point. Are you watching uh, it on? Um, you're watching it on uh, projector, right? Yeah, watching on a projector, which fine. It's got HDR10. Uh, I, I, I can't, I can't argue. The color reproduction is is something else. The saturation, the density, the colors, it, the depth of it all is brilliant. It is the best cartoon you'll ever see. It, yeah, I, I, I think for me though. And whether or not this is just God, I'm getting old, and I'm the lighting, old. isn't it? The lighting. <laughs> no, it it was it was the fact that obviously because it's 99% CG, mm-hmm. it doesn't quite have that last level of detail. You know that uh, a cracking shot on film, uh, or even you know, did you, I'm thinking uh, sort of something like Top Gun Maverick. You know, in terms of it's digitally captured, but it's it's. It's real life captured. It didn't quite have that last bit of detail that I've seen in other discs. But honestly, I just scored it nine and a half out of ten because mm. it, you know that that's like saying I'm scoring it down because it it, it was something it wasn't. Yeah. Well, hang on, that's a bit yeah, unfair. But... Yeah. But... So, so I mean, I haven't I haven't seen it on projector. I saw it on my um my uh, whatever it is I've got my. Uh... Panasonic TV uh, big UZ, enough to be a projector HZ 1000 um and it's yeah truly truly amazing um sound wise uh, Dolby Atmos track um needs volume adjustment as all the Disney discs do once you do that it's another cracking disc another cracking soundtrack um you know again they can't really fault it the the three dimension is used it's got height it's got surround it's got ambience it's got tremendous bass when you're underwater you sound like you're underwater when you're flying through the air you sound like you're flying through the air the birds chirp the foliage rattles the guns pop, you know huge explosions it's uh it's it's amazing it's it's truly a truly good track so with, with that picture and that sound you know you can't really fault the disc in any way shape or form it's um it's it is a spectacle um so that means that the the film or the disc lives and dies on the film itself um unless you're one of these weirdos that just buys a disc because it looks great to show your mates um yeah it's i uh, see this is the the, the ultimate test is are you am i going to spin this again and right now i don't need to if you're not um, send it to me cuz i haven't watched it yet <laughs> Just the last hour, though. Just the last hour. Oh, well, I don't know. I don't know. You could you could argue that the last hour goes on a little bit long. Well, about an hour. I mean, I mean, you you start thinking about these things. You know, um, when he was being taunted by the other guy with his kids on the boat, and he went forward, and that's from that point on, that's when it really kicks into action. Mm. Where did all the other people go that were on their fish? Where did they go? Well, they got their kids back, didn't they? So they just so they, they buggered off, off. and left yeah, into it. So when did. things sinking, when you get in the Alpacine adventure, um, mm. yep, they didn't want to help. No, the nope. whales didn't want to come in and give them a hand. No, nope. I, I tried starting starting this movie twice now. The first time 
it didn't get very far. Second time I got half an hour in with the kids and they've never wanted to revisit it. And the only reason why I'd try a third time is if I had the actual disc. Mm. Uh, and, and, it, and it looked fantastic. Don't get me wrong. looked absolutely fantastic. James Cameron knows how to hire the right effects crew to do effects. Good well, effects. He spends time good effects, doing people. it as well, doesn't he? Yeah, spend, he spends years. He is getting it. it right. Yeah, good effects. So, say, um, are you watching the first one on no. 4K? Yeah, he is. Am I? Yeah. Yes. Right. <laughs> so, I, I, I don't know if you've seen uh, any of the uh, pre-release chat about it, but apparently... Uh, colleagues on to the side of the ocean at that their other place you know the place we don't talk of uh have shown some screen caps and it's it looks terrible apparently uh artificial sharpening to try and up res it to 4k now obviously it's one of these where if you look at if you look at any screenshot and blow it up 900 percent yeah it's not gonna look great but uh, uh it's yeah, it's going to be interesting to see what that looks like in motion because I'm now on the fence about picking it up. So I look forward to your review, Mr. Crust. Mr. Crust, who I can trust. Yeah, see, the thing is, Cameron's known for messing up, isn't he? His old films, Terminator 2, for Christ's sake. You know, why DNR the hell out of that? Mm. When it was, I mean, it's grubby looking, but it looks fantastic. And then he does that to it and it's now terrible. So, mm. I mean, it's not without precedent that he might have done the same to avatar um but we shall see well, we, we shall see. see there is one quick question from our listeners which is and i think i think mark's the only one who might be able to answer this because i'm guessing mark you saw it on streaming and on disc uh no, no. <laughs> okay no, I have, um okay that, it, it's but, a good question is it better than is the disc better than the stream version um I would probably say no. Um, I would think the disc could be better. Um, the, the the Dolby Vision layer may give you. No, I don't think it will. I, mean, I don't think Dolby Vision will make that much difference because you're you're dealing with a compressed source. So uh, you know the, the this this the hardware that you know the the disc are. I don't think I've ever seen a streaming version beat a a, a disc ever. No, all um, of the all of the ones on Disney. They've never they've never been able to match up. The only thing they've had as an advantage is uh, the expanded ratio, mm. the sheer screen, uh, like expanded uh, size is uh, all uh, you got to vote for. Yeah, I would imagine on this, it's like pretty much, you, you know, what's par for the course. The streaming version has got Dolby Vision to help paper over some of its compression cracks. Yeah, potentially the fact that the disc doesn't have Dolby Vision for starters could mean that. It just doesn't need it because it's got the bandwidth, it's got the disk space. I'd argue that where the disk will trump the streaming services in the audio. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. You know, fuller sounding, bigger bass, doesn't sound as thin. And again, this is just from experience, not necessarily speaking to this film in particular. Uh, but of course, it, it's the age old question, isn't it? Where if you're going to try and put a number on it, you know, the picture might be... 5% better on disc, the audio might be 20% or maybe 15% better. If you've already got the streaming version, does that warrant a 25 quid disc purchase? Well, that's down to you. Only you can. Yeah, I suppose you want to hold it in your hand and caress it and open it up and, <laughs> have, and, and have a live, live on unboxing the on, on, on uh, yeah. For 17 you know. people to watch. 
we're gonna have to talk about some other 4k discs okay because this is gonna this is gonna run into overtime so avatar and we'll save the rest for next avatar uh, which might all be doom and gloom and prize before bedtime um we've got a lot of crews so i'm gonna say we've got <laughs> loads of tom cruise coming out we've got the new mission impossible next week and uh paramount have done two uk releases the firm 4k and vanilla sky 4k paramount never the most reliable of studios i'm gonna be polite here they do a better job with new releases most of the time but uh restorations and you know these times when they stick a 25th anniversary or 30th anniversary what that means is we didn't do anything to encode it right and we have no extras mm-hmm. for you it's just it, it's just a banner on the top i'm surprised they put the effort in to put a banner um the firm looks pretty good neither of these is is hugely problematic the firm looks pretty good but it has classic kind of paramount issues which is that it can vary from shot to shot and then you'll see pasty face characters odd blocking artifacts things that just don't make any sense if you see the firm on 4k you'll notice there are some there are some issues in it that pop up that shouldn't be there um but the film was great to revisit it's a classic 90s thriller and it's interesting to look at old crews i say old crews it's like 25 years ago and 30 years ago and uh you know he did a, a bunch of different films at the time that you don't really notice were different until you re- revisit them and vanilla sky in particular is one of them i mean it's very not cruise despite having his profile shot on the front cover um is a very sad melancholy dark kind of sci-fi-ish love story thing i mean don't want to give away any spoilers but if if people haven't seen vanilla sky don't be put off by a whopping great picture of cruz smiling on the front cover it's not really smiling and it's not that kind of movie it's uh it's it's ace is what it is it is it's ace it is it's a great movie and paramount have done a good job with the disc Uh, there's much less hesitation there there are far fewer problems it looks nice cleaned up in 4k they've done pretty well with the colors it's not it's not outstanding work for either the discs but it's the kind of set where if you got them in the two for 30 you'd be pretty happy and you'd be very happy to have both of those in your collection there is another cruise film out rain man 4k us this was great to revisit as well it's touch and go whether or not i love or hate the kind of cliche of the movie and the the gambit of this character whose superpower is autism and was it a cliche at the time or has it since become no it wasn't at the time and and exactly yeah that's that's why i really was very apologetic Mm. in it because uh, I, was, I was very kind to the film because at the time this was was trying to correct a lot a lot of ignorance and viewed through that lens i'm a lot more forgiving and beyond that it's a great little road movie between two brothers trying to kind of discover each other it's great and cruise is not cruising it 
And I, I think for my money, Hoffman has the juicy, showy, Oscar-winning role in it. But Cruz really has to do the legwork to keep up with him and to to do to offer a character who's really an outright arsehole to begin with and has to go a long way to become even vaguely someone you're on board with, let alone sympathetic towards. And he does it. That takes some work. Lots of crews. Lots of crews in 4K. Rayman 4K is a great-looking disc. But I'm going to say right now, none of these discs look as good as Ronin 4K. This is up there for one of the finest discs I've seen this year. Haven't got Avatar Ooh. 2. Can't compare. It's um, as... Yeah, but that's real film, isn't it? Yeah, as, as remasters go, as shot on film... I mean, there isn't anything that's come close for me. But it's not just the encode, and it's not just the... Uh, level of detail they're pulling from it it's the fact that they haven't screwed with the color and tinted it wrong the fact that they haven't it it doesn't feel like they've digitally sharpened it it doesn't feel like they've gone nuts on artificial grain it doesn't feel like they've done any any one thing to take it down and so you just have what looks like a perfect 4k restoration of a uh, you know reasonably old film now, and um, I love it. Still love it. Begs David, the question, if that can do it, why can't everyone else? Well, I know. I mean, Kino haven't exactly got a flawless track record themselves, but when they pull it off, they seem to pull it off in style. Mm. Um, I don't. I think this is different from the one that Arrow got, and for their Blu-ray release back in the day which was also a 4k remaster and so i don't know i don't know where we're at with who supervises it and who decides and what kind of pipeline you create that gets ticks all the boxes to get to it Mm. but it is one of those cases where they've just done everything right they got the encode right they've got every little bit of it right and it's come out great it's it's other instances where i suspect we can't buy it hey Yes. Okay. Well, that yeah, that is the issue. But who'd have thought, <laughs> thought that? Who would have thought that? Yeah. Weird. Yeah. Ronin 4K from Kino. I get the disc. Recommend it to everybody. People should be able to go in and click and buy it and import it. Sure, you have to import it from America. Amazon UK have made that super easy. They have it in their their shop. You buy it as if it's in the UK, and they ship it on Prime like normal. Everywhere is out of stock. Mm-hmm. This puppy sold. I wouldn't have wouldn't have guessed that at all. It. Yeah, mm. it's a so, practical effects cast. It's what it is. It's the magic. It's the <laughs> realism of it. It's what it is. I mean, you know what? I I watching the film and sure, it's not flawless. Sure, there are some goofs. Sure, you can see some dodgy moments where the effects. Don't what is the color of the boathouse at Hereford? God damn it! I don't know what Hereford is. <laughs> it's not a place in this country, so. I, I don't think if there were a boathouse, it would be imaginary. So I'm going to say rainbow. <laughs> take, take, um, takes me out the film. Why didn't Sean Bean at least have a word and say, oi, look, Bob. Right. Cause, just, just, just so you know, we don't pronounce it like that, mate. Because he wasn't doing too well his own <laughs> in his own accent. So I think, <laughs> I think it's fair to say he wasn't going to go that <laughs> he far. He was concentrating too much on his own. Yeah. Couldn't even do the draw it again thing. I mean, to be fair... <laughs> De Niro couldn't draw it again. De Niro's <laughs> replication of Sean Bean's drawing or the original drawing, that was terrible. 
It's like stick man. I could get my five-year-old kid to kind of go do it. But anyway, draw it again. Um, uh... I, love, I love David Mamet's script. I love the way that David Mamet always gets everybody to say things twice. You know, in everything. It's just, just <laughs> standard. Draw it again. Draw it again. You know, it's like everything to him is just say things twice as if you're you know, a classic wise guy. Um, I got a lot of time for it. It was great revisiting it. I would have never pegged it to be a great 4K disc. I'm not going to talk about it anymore because otherwise we're not going to have any time for anything anywhere. But you're mm. going to read a whole list of what's coming out on 4K that we have to look forward to in record time marker. Oh, do I have to? Okay, right. <gasps> Starting last Friday, Arrow won the weekend before it even began with the announcement of three massive genre bangers that are coming this September. You've got the original Ringu in a new 4K restoration. Nice. You've got one of the most beautiful horror films ever made, Mario Barber's Blood and Black Lace. Ooh, but that's not enough. No, we get a full Perkins Psycho collection. Who saw that coming? One to four, all in glorious 4K and a boatload of extras. Priced very nicely. Thank you very much, Arrow. They almost went and ruined it with a complete... Completely superfluous announcement of the Carlitos Way re-release. Why? But you know that that's for that's just for you, Kaz. Quite poster. Funny. I nearly uh, said art cards, but my last set's got no, art cards, so no I don't know what they were playing at. No, yeah. exactly. Uh, everyone admiring in the threads, all those lovely and uh, lucky people who've bought the new German 4K media books of the Jean Claude Van Damme classic Bloodsport. Yeah, yeah. Stop it. If you've got it, don't unwrap it. Send it back because Altitude have just announced a UK release. That's right. It's coming on the 21st of August. We might not have the same number of cover variants that the Germans got, but we've got a couple and a steelbook, so that's good to see. Uh, we've talked about streaming. Uh, for those that don't stream, you know, morally, ethical reasons, hey, it's whatever floats your boat. Uh, Disney are bringing Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 to disc. Uh, I think it's the 7th of August. That's coming. Uh, as is Zorro. Hooray! Ooh. Not the good one, the slightly <laughs> less good one. The Banderas Zeta Jones sequel, The Legend of Zorro, has been announced by Sony for August the 22nd, I think. But we've had the, we've had that, the good one already, that, haven't we? That is the good one, Mark. No, that's the Mask of Zorro. <laughs> the, oh, poke, you wag. the poke of Zorro. <laughs> you wag, Tom. But hopefully, this one will actually come over to this side of the Atlantic, because the other one bloody didn't, did it? And uh, Did it come mm. in, in an odd steel book, or was that only in the US? It was only in the US, it came I think. in a steel book. I can't don't remember. Uh, <laughs> speaking of rubbish sequels that might only come to the States and not over here, the 25th anniversary edition of I Still Know What You Did Last Summer is coming oh in the States. Blimey. <laughs> uh, but swiftly moving on, speaking of Kino, uh, uh, they've done their usual dropping making huge announcements vague promises with not even a sniff of a release date for some upcoming uh 4k goodies we've got the monster squad for you 80s kids of a certain oh, yeah. age uh as well as the very unexceptional ira thriller with jeff bridges and tommy lee jones blown I away i love blown away <laughs> no arlington road blown away well okay. hey kaz just stop right there because my rant's not finished yet hey kino here's something for you Stop announcing new films and get your arse in gear to actually release the films you've previously announced. Where's Face Off? Where's Leviathan? Come on, Kino. Get your arse in gear. Right, back to you, Kaz. I mean, I, I agree. 
but I love love blown away. But you you had me at face off. I mean, give me face face off first, and then blown away down here somewhere. Exactly, exactly. Uh, and after my moan on the last poddy about David Cronenberg's Crimes of the Future, uh, only being snuck out in the US on 4K on some little known uh, distributor that no one's ever heard of. Second Sight only went and bloody announced it for over here for the 28th of August. And not only that, I have the disc in my hand. I'm not sure this because it's just a disc, but that's the press release. I have it already, which is ace. I haven't watched it yet, but uh, Crimes of the Future finally coming out over here in a typically lavish 4K limited edition, the standard edition set from Second Sight. Great stuff indeed. Finished. Nice. That, that movie's uh, an interesting one, isn't it? Never seen it. You've not seen it yet. Not seen it. I, I have. I'm saving I got, it. I got like a weird Italian 4K for it because I was just like, I'll have that, whatever. And um, yeah, you're in for something weird. <laughs> Good. As long as it's better than Infinity Pool, I'm okay with that. Man, I've got that on the way as well. And um, I'm real keen to see that. Have you not know. seen Infinity Pool? No. Nope. They're, they're completely different movies, Mark. All I would say is that Crimes of the Future is no pre infin- pre Infinity Pool Brandon Cronenberg. <laughs> nice. Okay. It's um, like it's like Existence type Cronenberg, which is like it is, yeah. good, but not full, you know? Diet Cronenberg. Yeah. I, I don't think it was as good as Existence. But yeah, I think like, I, I might yeah. agree with you on that. <laughs> but, it, but it was still nice to have Cronenberg back. Sure. You know, yes. I'll, I'll give and, it that. And Vigo Mortensen doing good work. Yes. It, yeah. It's a good crew. He hasn't. Yeah. Anyway, next up is five minutes of streaming TV shows news. Go. <laughs> if you'd like to support the AV Forums podcast on a regular basis, then why not become a patron? Head over to patreon.com forward slash AV Forums to sign up. You can also make a one-off donation through the Super Chat or via streamlabs.com forward slash avforums. All donations help us to improve the website and the podcasts. Thank you to all our supporters. TV, TV, lots of TV, TV. I've actually watched a lot of TV recently. All the TV, Kaz. I have watched. I'm going to skip through all of the things that I've watched because I don't think anyone else has watched them. I started Jack Ryan, the final season on Amazon. You've seen it? I've seen it. Oh, I have. I'm not alone in this world anymore. I feel like I'm at the end of Silo. Um, (laughs) (laughs) On a scale of one to Chris Pine, Si, how is it? Uh, Chris Pine being two. (laughs) Not not Um, Pine enough. it's not terrible, but it's um, it's not the character who you think it's going to be. It's it's a TV version of Jack Ryan. Mm. You know, um, the show is is still still a little bit too early to know exactly where it's going to go. Um, but I do want to say it's very interesting because I'm currently um, one episode away from finishing The Diplomat, which Kaz talked about a few weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and whilst they are poles apart in what they say and what they do, the CIA aspect of it in The Diplomat is hilarious because it's how you think it would be. You know, it's actual spy work. It's talking about um, dealing with um, foreign agencies and interdepartmental swapping of intel. And then you've got Jack Ryan and all they want to do is pull a gun and shoot people. You know, <laughs> <laughs> it's it yeah. really quite funny to go from one 
pretty serious what you think is really what it's like to complete fantasy, um, which is pretty much what Jack Ryan is at the moment. Um, but mm. it's, it's so far, it's not terrible. It's got hints of clear and present danger to it. Mm, it's, it's, it could it's, go somewhere. Yeah, it could go somewhere. If they, if they do that right, it's a, I mean, they, they've set it up as, you know, clear and present danger. There's whatever conspiracy is going on la- lands with Jack being essentially blamed for leaving a bunch. Is it, of... is it like Jack Bauer where he saves the world every week and then the next week people still don't trust him? Yeah. Pretty much, yeah. But I mean, at least you see, in Clear and Present Danger, Jack Jack hadn't been around as a character as uh, quite as much as Jack Bauer. I mean, he'd only saved the world from World War Three once, <laughs> and and he'd only only, only saved the entire royal family once. So really, he had a few more to go. Um, before getting there, and in Clear and Present Danger, essentially in the book, they the the premise was that that Jack gets used as a as a scapegoat to leave some special ops guys behind deep in the jungle in the middle of an operation against uh, Colombian drug lords. And although this series hasn't gone down that route, they've they've manufactured a way of getting that way because they kind of had themes of this in the second season of Jack Ryan. Um, but they didn't do it right. They didn't take it to fruition. They got a hint, hint a chance of of maybe doing better with it. The trouble yeah. is that my biggest problem with this series is and, and I've got tired of it this the final season, is eventually they put him in tack gear and have him jump off a helicopter and shoot people. Exactly. That's what I said. Yeah. It's a TV version, it's not the character. Yeah, it's, well, you know, it's, it's kind of got its life of its own and you have to kind of live with it. Yes, because Harrison Ford was great at not picking up a gun, shoving people into burning SUVs and trying to get drive backwards as rocket launchers were being fired. I mean, I mean, he was an he he did action without looking like special ops. And uh, John Krasinski's very enjoyable, and he can do the like subterfuge. But you know, they they like they must look at him and they go, yeah, put a, put on the tag vest. You know, go on, go on, just for old times' sake. Your back will be fine. Take a couple of Vicodin, jump off that helicopter, you know. And and he does, and he's good doing it. But the trouble is, he's indistinguishable from all the other without remorse, born, whatever. You know, it, Jack Ryan becomes a nothing as soon as you allow the character spy man. Yeah. So that started, and something to look forward to, everybody out there. <laughs> Which has also started. I mean, yeah, okay. No one's seen it, so I'm just going to say this is the end of Henry Cavill's run as The Witcher, and I can't see he is the last reason why anyone would watch this series. Um, It has been enjoyable, relatively high-budget, long-form fantasy, um, relatively adult, but... Boobs? (laughs) Side, side. Okay. But um, it hasn't really... It hasn't really done anything for anyone in the vein of Game of Thrones, despite trying to ah, do that kind of world. Yeah, it hasn't hasn't really got anything really to it. Um, and Cavill is really committed to the role, but has yeah. ditched it. This is the end of his run, and he, they're replacing him with a, a Hemsworth. I think I don't know which. I think, I think he was ditched, wasn't he? Rather than 
He no, ditched it. No, I think he left. He he uh he yep, yep, DC are on the line. They want me back, chaps. Right. I'm gonna I'm gonna, <laughs> okay. I'm gonna ditch you, Netflix. I've got a better gig out. Oh crap. Crap Netflix. I'm sorry. <laughs> can he's I come going, back? Oh. He's going off to make a Warhammer movie, yeah. TV show. Boy, yeah. oh boy. I love how nerdy Henry Cavill is. Like yeah. he's he he loves all this stuff. Did you see the video of him built building his gaming PC during lockdown? No, but that's that's adorable. <laughs> yeah. More of that. He's, he's fabulous. Literally an hour of him building a gaming PC. And he's he's just so into it. It's great. More oh, of that. Good for him. Yeah. yeah. Yes. We love you, Cavill. So so yeah, I I mean I'm not gonna recommend that. If people are watching The Witcher, you just gotta be sad that the only reason why you're still watching it is going to go in like half a season's time. But it's more of the same. If you like it, it's more of the same. And I quite like it, so I'm going to stick with it. Hijack, Idris Elba. Hijack. Anyone seen that? No. no. Jesus, guys. So Idris Elba and a pleasant surprise from Kill List, Neil Maskell. He turns and up Bull, as... more importantly. If you're not seeing Bull, Bull yes. go yeah. see Bull. Awesome. He's good in everything. He was amazing He's... in Utopia as well. How good was that? He was great <laughs> that was yeah that was good until they remade it um it, it's over in a real-time thriller you know we've never seen real-time thrillers before only four so um so it's it's enjoyable hijinks uh it's a plane hijacking done um in long form over a six-hour flight elba isn't playing an action hero so it gives it a slight edge he's got to find a way of dealing with the situation sort of negotiator style but not quite and so far he's been quite good at playing the game we'll see how long whether they can make that last but the first two episodes were pretty enjoyable because you really expect it to be about Idris Elba fighting people passengers 57 style and it, it isn't that without so, without having seen it real-time tv is played out like I, I have no I have no desire to to watch someone like go through time in real time on tv like i i I did that for so so many years with 24 and every Mm. single time like every season it becomes less and less bearable to be like yeah okay so i i know that real time though because they never go and have a wee do they no Mm. never in 24 (laughs) hours not once did they go for a wee wee yeah, he didn't used to eat either. He didn't yeah. used to sleep. He didn't used to... Anyway. He also used to drive across LA in like 10 minutes. <laughs> really? So so there's that. Uh, and Silo, anyone finish Silo? Yes. Yes. No, sack that off as well. I can't be bothered. Yes. So you know what? I loved the first two episodes and then I, I really got bogged down in the middle because I felt like the character was being a bit myopic and hadn't... I mean, the, the premise, what the hell is outside this Silo seem to have been abandoned by everybody in favour of, you know, increasingly tawdry whodunits. When do they get to the super mutants? Yeah, quite. Season four, Tom. No. Season four, goddammit. When when does dog meat show up? That's what I want. So it didn't didn't work for me, but I I gave it a a brief respite, and then I boshed, like, the last three or four episodes in a row, and I loved them. I really enjoyed the way it went out, and I felt like they could have turned this into a stonking six-episode series that I would have really enjoyed. I was all the way invested at the end. Yeah, it was too long, um, wasn't it? It, it was to... too long. I felt it was too long. So, yeah. well, um, the, the one thing I'll say about it is it's well and truly set my expectations for Foundation Season 2. 
<laughs> your foundation got better as it went on for sure it got more engaging as it went and it was never great but i'm sort of vaguely interested to see where it goes from now on i would not have watched it but kaz has asked me to God I, damn, I, have, back on? I, I have not watched any foundation because season two I heard, starts a week on wednesday tom uh, I heard, yeah i heard they were planning like six five series or something of foundation and i started watching like the first episode and I thought, you know what, I'm just going to wait, wait until there are four or five seasons out, and then I'm going to start watching mm. it then. Because I can't be doing with another. We'll we'll play it slow. Yeah. Uh, so so getting back to Silo, yes, I stuck with Silo, uh, and like you, Kaz, I thought the first two episodes were great, and I absolutely loathed the remaining eight, and I I hate watched it all the way through, <laughs> in the vague hope that the final scene would make those eight hours of torture anywhere near passable. And you know what? It wasn't. So, yeah, yeah, very, very disappointing. Just said nothing, did nothing, went nowhere. God damn you, Apple. I'm not, oh, yeah, I'm, if you'd, I, if you'd I'm not angry. I'm just three or four of those middle episodes. Just yeah. on one, two, um, seven, eight, nine, ten. I think it would have been great. Mm. But would it, with that ending... Well, we, yeah, but that's the whole point. Is he's setting it up. I mean, yeah, but we know he's going to get canned. There's no way he's going to get a second season. It's got a second it's season. It's got a second season. <laughs> we'll see. Right, no, no, <laughs> we already has see. the second season until it's until it's in my eyeballs. It doesn't exist. Uh, oh my uh, god! After all that, how about how terrible it was? If you hate watched it, you're going to watch oh, season. No! <laughs> you're going to hate watch a whole other season. Just to see the super mutants. God Sorry. damn you, Tom. That's they will problem. they will show up. I guarantee it. <laughs> I'll tell you what we're hate watching is Secret Invasion, aren't we? I mean, <laughs> oh my god. god. Oh. Not anything but the first episode. It was, it was the right. second episode is just so god awful as well. Do you know, do you know what? <laughs> Can they just give the AI you did the opening credits the script for the next few episodes? They can't be any worse. Jesus. We get... It's not about the speaking, script, it's about the right of... VFX studio. <laughs> Well, do you know what? Speaking of de-aging, minor spoilers. There's there's a de-aged Samuel L in it for a, a brief a brief um, stint, like a little 1995 flashback. Because at the start of the second episode, they basically recap everything that happens in Captain Marvel. Because you can't remember <laughs> what happens in Captain Marvel. I can't remember what happened. So we needed that. And then there's a little bit extra as well. And Is that Jude Law in it? The, uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> um and uh they don't have him move around too much so it looks quite good um, and and he doesn't have as he doesn't have like the the 80 year old voice that um that harrison ford has he just has he kind of just has had the same voice for a very long time Eight, so 80 years yeah and so it still works and in the nineties, he actually looked older than he does now. So, <laughs> See, yeah. I, I, no, I mean, have I, you I, seen him in Patriot Games and Jurassic Park? In Jurassic Park, okay, yeah, I'll give you that. Yeah, <laughs> in terms, I, I think the problem with Secret Invasion is, on paper, it sounds great, but the reality of it is, it's a dour, grimly realistic spy thriller. Well, great. That's yeah. not a thriller. And it has none of the MCU magic, anything. It's got none of it. So it is exactly what it 
sets they, out to be a dourly miserable yeah. conspiracy dr- mild drama. But the conspiracy oh. stuff doesn't work at all no. because there is no tension because every time they say a scroll could be anyone and then they show you a picture of like and here's someone in the news. It's like, well, they're a squirrel. Oh, it turns out they are. <laughs> Two seconds away. Not like... As I was watching the second episode, a couple of people, three people, showed up. And I was like, hey, it's going to... A couple of episodes down the line, they're going to be a squirrel. Nope. Five minutes later, they're a squirrel. <laughs> they've got no interest in sustaining any tension whatsoever. They're just like, just set them up and knock them down. Set them up and knock them down. And it... Oh my yeah. god, it's so boring. It's, it's I, I, I mean, it, it does. It just apparently next week we get to find out why there's no Avengers on the scene. They I don't. Mean, they don't want to get them in. They don't want to make a big incident no, out of it, Mark. It's only a secret invasion. No, you know what would surprise me is if bloody Sam Jackson came out and said, "You know the reason why there's no Avengers here." contract negotiations wouldn't bloody surprise me if that was the reason why they gave because it's gritty and it's authentic. Piss off. Every every time Solon shows up, you can say they're probably a squirrel, and you've you've got like oh, you'd probably be right. I mean, <laughs> it's a drinking game. <laughs> you oh, you you'd be pissed by ten minutes in. Yeah, you get smashed on that game, and because they have no interest in sustaining, like they might not be a squirrel. It's just yes, they definitely are. Jesus like here is a new character. Christ. Yes, they definitely are. Here's an old character. They probably are too. Doesn't matter either way. I don't care. But you know, but you know, what I'm noticing more and more in in the TV. It's this notion of the flashback. It's this notion of you'll you'll that they'll set a story off and then suddenly the story will stop while you spend one or two episodes now looking back and it's like, well, well hang on, hang on. You left me over here. I want to know what's going on over here. I don't care about the flashback because I know obviously he doesn't die because he's because he's here. Let let's crack on over here. And this notion of fracturing the storytelling in the hands of people who do not know what to do with it just is the opposite of creating tension where there should be. And I've noticed that more and more. I'm so mad. And then you've got so we talk about the the problem with CG. They haven't got the problem with CG in this. They've got the problem with. Buffy ass looking green masks on everyone. It's absolutely <laughs> awful. Like you can tell their budget has been slashed. My and, one, and one of the locations for one of the key scenes in in episode two, it's an abandoned room above a in pub Russia. in Brixton. Brilliant. Yeah. Says it all. Yeah. We're and in the top like, room of a pub in Brixton. And they're, they're all like, oh, and these are the real hardcore scrolls. These are the purely like. This is like scroll nationalism, but they're all still going to look like humans because we can't afford makeup for everyone. Oh, uh, yes. So, yes, I am going to hate watch the rest of this. Oh, yeah, I God. probably am. This too, sounds to great. This sounds great. I've only seen the first episode and you're really selling it to me, guys. It could get better, but, but, but it won't. But, 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 but you know what? Again, it, it did that first episode and the first episode ended on a cliffhanger where you thought, OK, OK, where's it going? And the second episode... Half of it is a sudden flashback. I don't care. Sorry. We get a bit of Olivia Coleman in it again, so that was nice. But I think if you want to watch Olivia Coleman cameos, just wait for the bear to come out in the UK. <laughs> yeah, the bear's great. Bear's great. And Olivia Coleman's in the bear. Yeah. There you go. Um, my yeah, recommendation man. for the for everyone to watch who hasn't watched it, but Tom has watched it, is Nimona. Go watch Nimona. Everyone was... home, go watch Nimona. Yeah, like well real daring, proper, proper daring, but low key daring. So they get away with it. Yeah. 
it's um it's not fairly um ordinary story there's nothing new or exciting about the actual story itself but the way it's told and the characters it employs to tell that story is almost almost revolutionary yeah it's great so basically yeah. i've wasted an hour on secret invasion this mm-hmm. week and an hour on silo and i should have mm-hmm. watched nimona you should have watched nimona you know what? Fun. And you, you lot mock me for my hatred of TV. Well, there you no, go. I mean, I mean, I did do a review. Yeah, it's too but... late by then. I already wasted two hours. <laughs> oh, I don't read the words, Kaz. I just look at the numbers. Look at the numbers. Look at the, look at the number. <laughs> it's like, what more? I couldn't. I mean, it's not. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Coming soon. Tight 60 team. Tight 60. <laughs> Coming soon. Uh, I've got uh, I got Mission Impossible. I'm I'm Swine. actually yes I know, but it's actually going to be a bit of an impossible mission to see it. But I'm I'm going to do it, uh, and we I'm fingers crossed we're going to have an an early review up on site. Mark is watching all of the Bruce Lee movies for the very first time in oh, 4K, wow. including Enter the Dragon. No, oh, wait, no, no, no. no. He's yeah, seen, there's the one one that's not in 4K yeah. later. He's seen that, um, but he get he's watching all the rest, and he's already decided mm-hmm. their sixes, and um, <laughs> he's also got Scream Six in 4K, which I guess is good. Already, already watched. Yeah, already watched. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Um, right. He's got the better Last House on the Left version. It's not coming. better. It's just they're both that's, rubs. That's just Harlow. This thing, no, don't rise. Don't feed the oh, troll, Tom. But, sorry, did, did you say far superior? Who's who is asking for this? <laughs> like, oh, I mean, Jesse, it, it's got Jesse Pinkman in, hasn't it? Aaron Aaron Paul, isn't it? I have no idea. I just yeah. know you hate it. So I said it was great. <laughs> I, I, I watch any old crap, and even I don't want to watch that. Oh, it's again, rubs. Ag- again. Oh, man. <laughs> It's so it's so garbo. What a waste of a like a 4K release. Oh my god. That's coming in 4K from Arrow and Weird Science 4K. Boom. Uh again Boom. from Arrow. Crimes of the Future 4K from Second Sight and Time uh, Bandits from Arrow. Oh god, yep, yep. have I got that as well? No, what? I'm no, skipping I'm... ahead. No, I've got Time Bandits, yeah, Truman go. Show in 4K. It follows. Has it follows turned up yet? Wait. Well, okay. It follows is on its way. From nice. Second Sight. That's a real and Wicker Man. And that. Are you are you just getting with, the check disc side, or do you get the pop up box for Wicker Man? No, check discs. Buy with, it with art cards. Box. Yeah. Come on. It's already pre ordered. Pop up. <laughs> I get Last House on the left, and Sai gets Truman Show, Time Bandits. It follows, and the Wicker Man. Yeah, but you got God, I need to get Crimes I... of the Future and Weird Science. Right? Where's my agent? God damn it. <laughs> you get to watch the whole of Foundation Season 2. Can't wait. It can't be worse than Silo. Can't be worse than Silo. For anyone with any doubts, this is not the Nicolas Cage Wicker Man. This is not it's, it's the, the real Nic- one. This is, this is... The one and only. Yeah. Not the bees. Um, <laughs> Right, let us know if there's anything we've not covered that you think we should cover, like Nicolas Cage's classic, The Wicker Man. Um, that's it for the AV Forms podcast this week. My thanks to the movies team, Mark. Hello, bye. Nice to see you all. <laughs> Tom. Hello, everyone. <laughs> and Simon. It's been great to be here.
If you've enjoyed the podcast, please give us a like and subscribe to the channel, plus hit the notification bell so you don't miss out when we publish our live streams, product reviews, and more. You can follow us on Twitter and Facebook and bookmarkavforums.com for the latest reviews, news, and videos. Plus, why not leave us a five-star rating on whichever service you choose, if they allow it, but only if you enjoyed the show. I'm Cass Harlow. Thank you for watching and listening and joining us for another podcast soon. Boom!